I was close. <laughs> I was just a few. Uh, even I was close. Just, <laughs> I was just a few vowels off. Come on. <laughs> You're worse than I am. <laughs> so uh, I hope you have outtakes for this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that one I'm not going to do. Somebody will get offended. Welcome to the Smartest Podcast, a show that is dedicated to helping you achieve success. I'm your host, John Colderize Lawson, entrepreneur and best-selling author. In this episode, you will hear from one of the most successful people in the world. So get ready to improve yourself by learning from those who have already found success. Yo guys, what's up? This is your boy, John, and I've got another one. So here he is. It's Eddie Levine. Levine, how do you say it? Levine, even though yourself and nobody else gets it right it's final yeah okay we're good huh all right so so eddie tell everybody you know who you are what you do and things like that in a nutshell eddie levine president of hub dub limited we started the business in 2012 been in e-commerce myself through other organizations since 2003 Current business model is e-commerce brand management, specifically on the Amazon platform and 3PL logistics support. Awesome. All right. You use a whole lot of code words there, but we'll get into that. We we, we can go into whatever you want. (laughs) We'll go into that, you know, but let me ask you, you know, I know I just, uh, well, congratulations again on the wedding. Thank you. you. Fantastic. How's it going? Y'all still together? Y'all still? so far so good it seems it seems like married life is just like engaged life which hey all good that's awesome man you know send her my love but um uh so like where did you grow up i know we went to chicago for the for the wedding but where did you grow up chicago so i'm born and raised in the chicago suburbs about an hour north of the city so hometown Oh, okay. So this is your spot, huh? That's my spot. Born and raised. Really? I tried to get away, but never really made it. So here we are. You know, it's, it's, uh, do you remember when we met? Uh, I want to say we met. Oh, it's got to be either, it's definitely Chicago, that's for sure, but it's got to be either Vegas or Atlanta. I think it was Vegas. Oh, well, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of e commerce relationships start in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But I think it was at the ASD show and you were in the, lounge yes or the yes. american express lounge no i think i knew you before then but you that, did that's, that's officially when you were like oh okay i'll, I'll actually entertain a conversation who's this guy I now that now I that so, <laughs> that's so not me you know but i mean how long ago was that maybe that, that it had to be 2014 if not before that it was a while ago Okay, so it was a long and time it's, ago. It's what I shall I refer to it. Let me let me let me rephrase. I refer to it as 2014 BC, mm-hmm. which is before COVID, because mm. anything before 2020 at this point seems like ages ago. So there we go. It is kind of strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it is just I don't know. I I, I haven't been able to kind of, and, and I just had this thought like yesterday. I was like, how do I? I I don't know. I don't know how to put that year into 
my life anymore. No, no. You know, it's like you really want to. Yeah, yeah. It's an outlier. Exactly. Exactly. I don't really know what happened. I don't remember. No, I really care. Right. (laughs) It's like an Olympic score that's too high. You throw it out, you know, and then a low one, you throw it out. It's one of those. No, no, no. Forget the Olympics. This is going back to my education of mean, median, and mode. And that one is the outlier. (laughs) So tell me, I mean, like, uh, okay, first job, bro. What was your first job? First, very, very first job? Yeah, or? give me the very first. Because you're so young. Well, that if you... that's, technically, that's that's uh, pun and lemonade and chocolates and uh, wrapping paper off my driveway. That's a job. That's not a job. That's a hustle. But that's okay. Hustle can very well much be a job. It could. And it I, could. I hustled it could turn that job it. well, I will tell you. Really? What was so well about it? Listen, Michael Jordan's son, Jeffrey, was in my class, and I outsold that kid. Wait, so Michael Jordan's son was in your class. Correct. Jeffrey Jordan was in my elementary school class. Correct. Uh-huh. And you sold more than he sold. Yes, I did. That just does not register, does it? Look, apparently, giftable chocolates and pretty wrapping paper does not go well in the NBA territory, at all I can say. <laughs> Just more of a door-to-door thing, I suppose. <laughs> can, you, can you see him doing this during practice? No. You know, I don't, no. <laughs> come on, somebody order, order. But it All just right. seemed like pops would just throw down, you know, a couple of grand, be done. Right. I, I had a, I had a huge disadvantage, but somehow still didn't get defeated. <laughs> so, I mean, would you say, would you say that you are an entrepreneur by birth, then? Yes, I think so. Uh, I did that hustle when I was young. I went traverse through, you know, selling stuff, you know, for my family, then traversed into for the community. That was during the, my eBay days when I first got into e-commerce. Uh, then, you know, I decided to get my first real job when I was in high school. So that was working for UPS. Uh, I guess that's where I gained some of my logistics background from. Who knows? You know, did the college thing, came back, did the corporate America thing, hospitality and information technology, did that stuff. Got back into e-commerce with Amazon, and uh, that was 2012, and here we are. <laughs> but to, I mean, but there's a lot between yeah. that you did in a very short amount of time. I mean, yes. because how old were you when you got into Amazon? Uh 2012 so the 20 21 22 yeah 21 22 so i remember i met you you were under 25 i mean i remember i remember amazon when i first used amazon this is before it's obviously evolved into what it is now but you know i remember amazon as an auction site like ebay was oh man yeah and it was books that's it it was no prime none of this (laughs) uh I remember making my first purchase on Amazon back when they first introduced other stuff, and it was a backpack. It was a, a Camelback backpack. That was, you know, again years ago, but it was one of the few first things that were available outside of books, and that was cool. The order process was complicated at best, um, you know. But now it's become as simplistic as you know, as looking at your phone and placing an order and all but nine seconds and you know what's amazing to me is the fact that on a sunday night at 10 30 at night i can be like oh i need this 
I don't really need it, but I need it, right? Right, right. Uh, and by 4.30 in the morning on Monday, it's in my, it's in my building, which is insane uh, to think that, you know, we've gone from this, you know, I bought something on eBay, sent a U.S. Postal Service money order for, because there was no PayPal back in the day. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I sent a money order or a check and the seller has to wait 14 days for it to clear before he sends me my product. Wow. Right. I remember this and, uh, you know, you'd be lucky to get it three weeks later, but now we've gone from three weeks to, you know, three hours. And like I said, the running joke is at some point later down the road, my kids are going to grow up and they're going to say, uh, you used to wait for stuff to come UPS overnight. That's insane. And I'm going to go, we used to wait much longer than that. <laughs> right, right. Wow. That's kind of crazy. But it is very true. And I uh, kind of feel, you know, that Amazon is going to like be in the wall like it was on the Starship. And you would just talk to the wall and then there was a hole and you pull it out. And be like, hey, there it is. That quick. Somewhere in here, I've got my Alexa, which I haven't set up yet, but it's here somewhere. Oh, no, I can't have Alexa. <laughs> I, that's too much control. I had to go with Google in my house oh. simply because I won't have everything Amazon. It's so it's so much. It's so much. So, right. I, I mean, you know, like you worked for UPS. You got a lot of logistic background yes. or some of it there. UPS and FedEx. I was fed up as if they said. <laughs> 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 and so did you enjoy the logistics part or you just ended up in that field when it came to starting your own business? I think I obviously gained a lot of experience from it, not knowing that I would enjoy that. And it would be something that I'm good at that a lot of people just hate dealing with. Mm -hmm. And it's become sort of this area of business, not only in e-commerce, but just logistics and anything, planning, travel, whatever events you know the logistics of whatever i'm doing it's easy for me like i i'm an organized person which my third grade teacher would 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 be jaw dropped right now because i was the most disorganized person in her class and she must have scared the shit out of me because things change what can i tell you um <laughs> but uh i'm very organized at this point now with the business and i think that working with those companies uh, help with that, even though I might not have seen it. I mean, my initial jobs with those companies was essentially slave labor, you know, slinging boxes at the midnight hour and, and doing that. But that, you know, that, that was during college and that was, you know, a work experience and I'm grateful for it, right? But um, I think even though I might not have been, you know, overseeing anything or managing anything, I just, having seen the operation and getting the swing of things and figuring out how things operate, I think painted that picture in my head and, and uh, made it easier for me to understand the pure components of this business when I then applied it to my later life. So what's like, out of all the things, there's so many moving parts when it comes to logistics, what's the most important part? Communication. Explain. Uh, communication, like, let me put this into the, an example. So we do a lot of imports of containers from overseas, right? You've got to not only arrange that 
transport. You've got to arrange the customs clearance, the delivery, the declarations, all this stuff, right? And the, the shipping and receiving and all that stuff. So there's multiple people involved in the process. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them will be in communication with you or your contact um, throughout the process at different stages. There's multiple email threads going on with, and you know, the, the subject is only changing by the container number. So it's, it, it can be a very long chain of emails. And if you're not paying attention to the subject or what the, uh, you know, how the back and forth is, you're going to be kind of lost. And while it sounds like, okay, it can just do with a container and bring that in. Yeah, sure. But when you extrapolate that to many, many containers and then many, many clients and many, many people that you're helping, it becomes very uh, complicated very quickly. So uh, I think knowing how to communicate at a, at a I, don't, I don't know if I refer to it as a corporate level, but just as a business professional level and knowing how to work under pressure slash keep things organized, like I was saying, mm. uh, and not allowing your, not allowing yourself to fall into a trap of just being um, overwhelmed to where things slip through the cracks, um, I think is key. You've got to really uh, you've got to really pay attention and, and organize the best you can. I mean, I work throughout the day, obviously, but I spend, I think my most productive hours are at night or if I need to on a weekend, just because nobody's pinging me, you know, left and right. And I have a chance to actually sit down without interruption and get what I, what I need to set up, prepped, organized, whatever. Because if I try to do that during the course of a day, when I've got everything going on, it's just going to take 10 times longer. So. So you have, it seems like you would have to be like, like you said, there's how many how many deliveries of of pallets would you not pallets look because you're talking about how many do you get in a week? Containers. Containers. About on average. I mean, on a, not, uh, not Christmas Day. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it depends. Slow season, two or three a week. Uh, okay. Season, it could be ten, twelve. So okay. I mean, so when, you, when you consider though the container is floor loaded, so talking minimum an hour if not two three hours to unload every single one of those put them away you know you know what it's a lot of work it's a lot I'm of not, work i'm not doing it all thank god but <laughs> right a lot of work <laughs> but i mean you your team yeah. are very responsible and uh when you started when you started this company this logistics company part how many people were working with you but when i started it was yes uh one <laughs> You see what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, a lot of the processes came from the one. Yep. You you, right? you very much, I feel like, in e-commerce, you are, no matter how many people you have, you are constantly trying to do uh, more with less. Why is that? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's great to hire people, and I feel like people should hire people as you need them. But I feel like in e-commerce business, my point to this is that the business tends to grow so fast um, that sometimes trying to keep up with the mm. uh, amount of staff and people and resources that you need for it to function is challenging. Mm. Uh, because it could actually slow you down. Yeah, because by the time you realize what you need, you've already like should have done that weeks ago, right? Yeah. So I'm not against hiring. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. that e-commerce changes and grows so rapidly that it's easy to to get lost in that. So what did, what happened? I, I'm, I'm fascinated. You got all these, you know, containers coming in. What mm -hmm. happened, you know, since we're talking about, you know, COVID, what happened in 2020? 
uh look when 20 so i remember 2019 yeah I, I, we're now october 4th so here we go hello q4 2022 feels like i just came out of q4 2021 but i digress uh 20 i remember 2019's q4 and thinking to myself at the end of that year with uh my now wife and at the time at the time girlfriend uh we were on vacation at the end of the year we said hey q4 is over we're on vacation have a good time blah blah, blah. great and I was so happy that Q4 was over because I was like, finally, we can breathe. Well, then COVID hit. Everything closed down. Nobody was going to stores. People buying an e-commerce. And it was like Q4 2019 was like all, all through 2020, pretty much all through 2021. And wow. even at the start of 2022, it just never stopped. Um, and I think even though we're, for the most part, normalized as a society at this point people are out and you know shopping whatever um they changed many many things you know behaviorals physical mental whatever we, you know, that's a whole different discussion but i think from a shopping perspective it really reshaped how consumers think and how they act with shopping online it certainly made people more comfortable uh you had to get involved in the online game right um for example is uh someone who uh, is very anti-online for many things, what, likes the physical thing, you know, in person, likes to, you know, uh, shop in the store and, and touch stuff, feel stuff, you know, don't, don't pay the bills online if you don't have to, I can, I can mail it in, it's fine, it's easier, which, fine, you know, but I think COVID just kind of made many people, young and older, have to adapt to new ways, and I, and even though we're back to normal today, I don't know if, uh, I'm, I'm confident in, in when I say that I don't think we're going back to where we were in 2019. I think there's certain changes that are here to stay, uh, like I said, on the shopping front. But also, if you look at the the working front, I mean, now it's like not everyone's working from home, but the new normal is kind of this hybrid approach, right? If it's not right. home, it's hybrid. I mean, there's very few who have gone back to a five-day-a-week work week, 40 hours a week in an office and a desk chair. So... You know, and that's and I think for e-commerce that has that has been a positive and a negative depending on what you're hiring for, um, or what you sell, or what you sell, right? Right. Uh, certain jobs, you know, are are because of what they are, are probably better if you had someone in house. But the true the true reality is the talent doesn't want to be in house; they want to work from their house. So again, you've got this battle to fight of how do you how do you uh, you know. How do you mold your business around the new normal? How do you do more with less? And that, that it's kind of full circle here, right? Because you know, it's it's. I think I think we're really still trying to figure out a lot of this for ourselves. Honestly, I think it's um, it's a it's in progress still. Yeah, it's 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 like pattern interruption of your yeah. habits, and you could not do certain things that you were able to do before. Yep. You know, yep. and uh, it's it's kind of amazing how just a short period of time. I mean, because, well, you know what? I, I think I got a little bit of a different perspective than most people because literally Georgia was the first to open. Everybody figured, you know, don't really, but I mean, before, I think it was, you know, uh, we were open back up literally like for, uh, uh, I want to say Easter. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're in Illinois, so nice to see you a year later. <laughs> right. <laughs> we right. were the first to close and last to open, so there you have it. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. I mean, that's I, we, crazy. The, the restaurants and, and everything closed down in March of 2020. Uh huh. And 
it was definitely early this year that I mean we were wearing masks still and and everything early this year and uh stuff was still limited hours and all the way through spring so mm. I don't think stuff really felt normal to me mm-hmm. until summer uh, wow but again you know like you said depending on where you were in the nation it's probably different but I think as a nation now we're all kind of in this post-covid world luckily hopefully it stays that way yeah yeah and now we're kind of equalized which is nice um but like i said i i i think people are happy that it's over but i don't think people necessarily realize what it's truly done full circle yet Mm, that's insane all right let's get into your biz or not your biz but the biz in general you know let's talk amazon man i mean you know first i'm kind of curious like how did you run because like you were saying the amazon world was growing very rapidly ecom grew very rapidly yet you have these restrictions how did you manage that restrictions in terms of which um just in terms of people you know distancing and uh, you know and even today like you said there's a a difference i mean your job requires people mostly to come into the warehouse well there was that there was the whole term of you know essential business right right first started and like i remember discussing with my attorney like am i an essential business am i not like what you know i mean technically we're not healthcare, but you know if people are need to order stuff online then technically it's distribution so like you know it's i don't know it was a lot of back and forth. I mean, it was a headache, honestly, because you didn't want to subject people to being uncomfortable, to being sick, to being, you know, what ha- this is back when there was a lot more unknowns than mm-hmm. there are today. I mean, there's still unknowns today, but there was a lot more back then. Uh, there was no vaccine, you know, there was none, none of that that you could even leech onto at all, you know, personal opinions aside, that there was just none of it available. Um, and I think. You know, it was very difficult trying to not only convince staff to do work and work harder, but be comfortable with being in the office next to people mm. who could be the very ones getting them sick um, inadvertently, not even know it, right? Right, right. I mean, we, this is, the COVID was really impacting me uh, at my last location before we moved. We moved during COVID. But um, I mean, I remember being in that location and, you know, uh, spreading out the workstations and everyone was you know 10 feet apart forget six or they were literally on the opposite end of the building they don't want to talk talk, talk to anybody and then you know did you come in close contact with someone well who else you talked to and when are you when were you you talking to them last and do you have a fever do you the just a lot of stuff that just human nature is unnatural and it was very not only was it a pain but it was also just like not um it just was, it just felt awkward, right? It just, it just, it just made tension. I feel like it created tension. Um, and, you know, every, at the end of every day, I remember wiping down, you know, all the surfaces and the hand door handles and cleaning all the bathrooms. Just, it's crazy, right? It's just not, it's just not us. It's not human, right? We are human. We obviously, we can take precautions, but we are not robots. Like we, we have to live a life. And that's, I think, I think that's where a lot of people as COVID raged on, business and personally uh they they kind of had that realization of 
I'm human yeah. to operate. We need it's to just function. not going to work for We need to run a business. We need to, yes. grow. we can't just live with the unknown. And I felt like, especially with staff and also, but also people that I dealt with in the industry, um, as time went on, people just accepted the reality of we're going to have to take some kind of calculated risk ourselves or our business to, to be able to move on. Um, and I think that ultimately, once more people grasped onto that concept, it, it became a bit easier, but man, it was tough for a while. I mean, logistically, would you say that part is back to normal in terms of, you know, our packages moving in the, are the you know, is stuff getting through customers? Well, well you'll, you'll remember during COVID, you know, Amazon's prime was not so prime, you know, it was days at a time. And, and that largely has improved. I mean, that's now we're back to one, two days and it's, it's back to normal. UPS, FedEx, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty much on target. There's, um, they've, they've uh, expanded and sometimes uh, have um, suspended their delivery guarantees in certain aspects, but in general, they're, they're reliable. Um, containers, I mean, the ports are not as backed up as they were back in the height of COVID. Shipping rates for containers have, have plummeted. Um, you know, but I, I say that all with a grain of salt because as fast as they were, they went up during COVID and as fast as they came back down, are they going to go up again? Or are they going to stay? I, I don't know. So I feel like as a business owner in e-commerce, Amazon, logistics, whatever, uh, you have to just kind of hope for the best and expect the worst is what I've kind of, what I've kind of trained myself to, to, to be accepting of at this point, because I've read a lot of opinions. I've given my own opinions on this, uh, on this industry. And, you know, I've been right on some and wrong on others. Don't have what we all, um, I, I think that there's just so much unpredictability in the world, not only from COVID, but just from world events, uh, and just, Internation, you know, inside our nation events, that I, I just think that so many things are up in the air. So I think you just have to kind of um, be ready for a wild ride. A wild ride, bro. But I, you know what? That's just e-commerce in general. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's always shifting. There's you know, so people, much people, shifting. People used to ask me before COVID, they would say, "Well, what's the biggest thing I need to know being e-commerce?" I would say, "Well, if you are not, I, I, I should, I should say, I take it back." I said, if you are adverse to change, if you hate change, if you just yep. are in your own mindset and that's how you want to roll, this ain't the job for you because nope. it's going to change so fast and you'll just be lost. You'll just be frustrated and you'll, it'll it'll consume you. So one that, rule. That's that's outside of COVID. That's just how e-commerce rolls. I agree. That's like the golden rule. Yep. That's the one rule. Be ready for the change. And Amazon is and Amazon Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. these guys, man. You know what's interesting though? After COVID, I feel uh -huh. like that was the nail in the coffin for a lot of people who just were- On the cusp. On the cusp or yeah. doing Amazon as a hobby that are just gone now. They're done, they've had it. They don't wanna go back into it. Um, yeah. The dynamic of who is still running Amazon and who is uh, who wants to be in this business has definitely changed. I've noticed a lot of people drop post COVID. That's for sure. Mm. So what does it take today to be successful on Amazon other than the change thing? But, you know, what, is, what does it take? You got to be good with uh, product ideas, development, advertising, competitive analysis, profitability analysis, um, you know, 
sizing, uh, all the stuff kind of rolls up because now Amazon is not the uh, business that no one really knew about back in, you know, 2012, 15, 2018. Ah. People have, uh, brands have seen its value, have seen the, the immense power of the marketplace. Um, and now everyone's competing for a share of that, of that pie that albeit has grown, but I think the, the, the pie in terms of buyers has not mm-hmm. grown as fast as the amount of sellers and brands and products that have been thrown at mm. right? So you have uh, so many more people competing for that same audience mm. that it's become um, not impossible, but I think it's become more challenging and more expensive to do it and to be successful. Man, just remembering the old days. Yeah. Like, look what I found, a fidget spinner. I mean, look, when I saw my first product on Amazon was selling uh, iPhone phone cases, you know, of course I bought them at liquidation. And this is when you could actually buy liquidation and sell without any fear of anything on Amazon because nobody cared. And I sold them for 20 bucks because everyone paid $20 for phone cases on Amazon. And now you buy them for like $4 if you can even sell yours, because now there's a billion of them on the, on the marketplace, right? I mean, not the right, not the, not the best profits on Amazon anymore. I get that. But my point is still remains that that, you know, there was a time when you could actually list those and I could sell 200 that I had in two weeks and I'd be, and I would make a lot of money and I didn't have to advertise it and I didn't have to make mine unique and different. I didn't have to worry about if I was the right owner. I didn't have to worry about if I was infringing. I didn't have to worry about if it was competing against this or that. Just it didn't matter. Mm. Man. Yeah. Wow. Things have yeah. really changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dang. All right, let me ask you this one more, you know, like kind of like the last question or the last topic, definitely. What happened with Shopify? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I like that response. Look, I think a lot of people didn't give the credit that, don't give the credit that it it needs now. And I think Amazon, if you look at Amazon's uh, moves in the last few weeks, especially post Accelerate conference, Yes. So remember, they came out with this um, buy, buy with Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Buy with Prime. That's that was the big thing out of Seattle. Well, buy with Prime is very much for the seller for products on their own website. You know, you own the customer relationship, you own the data. That was always a gripe. Well, we could sell on Amazon, but we don't get the data. Blah blah blah. Okay, fine. Now you can sell on your website and get the data. Well, now people are just selling on their Shopify website. So, I think. People who say that Shopify has gone by the wayside is not important, I would disagree because Amazon clearly sees them as someone they want to target because they're doing this buy with Prime. They're targeting things off their own website. Uh, they're making it easy to get those Prime benefits and, and attract the Amazon user because they trust Amazon in terms of payments and shipping and logistics. Got it. But they understand that buyers want to buy from multiple locations. And Amazon knows while they might have a significant part of this pie in terms of e-commerce shopping, they are they don't have all of it, and there's still a very large chunk of it that they can get by leveraging programs on other websites, D2C. Could Amazon buy Shopify? I suppose it's possible they could buy anybody, but someone else could, who knows? I mean, look, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I was saying that eBay was the big thing, and no one was going to replace eBay. Now Amazon's a big thing. So, you know, it's, who is the next Amazon? I don't know. Is Amazon going to be it in 10 years or is someone else? 
we'll see. I, I mean, nothing would surprise me at this point. Nothing. Awesome. All right, last question. You've said like last question three times. Already. I said last topic though. Oh, okay. I was kind of, I was like on the last topic. Fine. This one's definitely Fine. the last question. Fine. It's all good. You know. <laughs> but last question. Um, you know, uh, nothing about question. my hair. Nothing about my hair, please. I've already lost it. Who are you talking to? I mean, come on. Well, I, you could st you could still ask me, but I just I could tell I could ask you about that. Yeah. When did you start losing? When did I start losing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, probably in college. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, I need to see one of those pictures. No, I need don't. to see one. Of, yeah, I really do. There was a time back in the day I could grow a big fro. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, no, yeah, man. oh yeah. I had no. curly, me too though. Me too. I, I had thick curly hair and I could grow it. Just saying. Oh my gosh! All right. So, um, what question did I not ask you that I probably should have? Oh, I get. It. I see. I see. You're asking the last question, but asking me which question it should be. Oh, geez. Um, hmm. What question did you not ask that you should have? Couldn't have asked me this like at the front of that thing, so I had time to think about it, man. Come on. Jeez. Oh, it's usually something that a lot of people will ask you that you just speak on all the time, and it's like, wow, that's some good stuff. So I just know you got so many. Um... If there's none, let's just say there's none. I don't know. I got to think about it. No. We have stumped the band, y'all. We had such a good discussion to you about that question. <laughs> all right, man. Why all you right, all right, but I got yes. one. I got one. I got one. You should yeah. ask me. You should ask me. What should people do in terms of leveraging uh, networking connections, social media wise, still staying in touch with people? through digital means in this day and age. How about that one? Brilliant. I love that. All right. So important. That's my answer to that question. Super, super important. Uh, we are all big on, you know, different social media platforms, whether you're Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever, don't care. Uh, whatever floats your boat, doesn't matter. One of my personal favorites professionally, LinkedIn. If you're not on it, you should be on it. I'm not saying just having a profile to have a presence i'm saying actually engaging right uh by far one of my favorite platforms ever you don't have the typically if, you, if you're smart about who you connect with you don't have the your random personal beliefs political posts blah 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 it's all professional business you know has a great insight into what's happening in different industries whether you're in logistics e-commerce outside of e-commerce it doesn't matter with whatever industry you're in it's got people who are connected well connected in those industries, sharing what's happening, what's changing, what problems there are, uh, people connecting to different people, you know, people who have changed jobs, looking for new jobs, looking to whatever. Uh, I think LinkedIn continues to be a very, a much, uh, a big, a big platform that is so underutilized in so many instances when it could be. Most of us can, even if you, even if you go there for, make it habit of running through the newsfeed for ten minutes a day, just like before you go to bed something right uh i think you would be pleasantly surprised at how much you see uh information wise that's exchanged and how much knowledge you can pick up from that kind of platform and connect with people wow okay well that was 100 for me because i spend way too much time on facebook i know that's why i always see you no 
you know, but it's like, I think that is, uh, I'm definitely going to take that advice from you, man. I really appreciate, I don't think you knew how much you were speaking to my own inner kind of voice about where to hang out and what to do in social. But, uh, you know, hey, I get to talk to smart people too. So there you go. (laughs) You know, Eddie, if people want to get in touch with Eddie or follow Eddie, where do they go? You can contact me through our website, www.hubdubltd.com. Also via email, eddie at hubdubltd.com. And we will be in touch, sync, chat, dis- uh, discuss whatever's on your mind, uh, work through a problem, figure out a solution, what have you. Brilliant, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Smartest Podcast. I hope you found that conversation helpful and inspiring. So be sure to subscribe and do not miss any future episodes. Until next time, enjoy your journey of success. Thanks for listening.